What is up, everyone? This is the Dire Need of Sports podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to do something different. I am going to be flying solo this round. No guest, just me. We're going to see how it goes. I'm pretty stoked about it. I think that uh, it definitely gives me an opportunity to get more content out there by you know being able to record by myself. Um, I feel like just with scheduling and, and just busyness of life, getting guests on every week is not something that is feasible. I think that you know, being able to get content out there, no matter which way I do it, is important. I want to try to get more content out there, more podcasts out there, and this definitely allows that to happen. Um, I have an idea of what I think that this can become, where maybe I, if this goes well and I get good feedback, I, I do smaller podcasts throughout the week, just kind of recapping what's been going on throughout that week in sports, maybe two a week or something like that. And then I can try to get like a bigger one on the weekend or maybe skip a skip a couple week, you know, a week if I need to. But try to get a bigger one that comes out maybe um, that I record on the weekend with, with a buddy or something like that. So the ideal schedule, I think, is Monday, drop a big pod with somebody from the weekend. Maybe like a, a, a Wednesday, Friday would be like my weekly recaps of everything that's happened so far. And maybe that Friday one could be previewing the weekend or something along those lines. I don't know. We're, we're just kind of going to see how this goes. Um, I'm excited about it. So uh, without further ado, here is the episode. All right. First of all, I just what a banger that is there from uh, from D. Curtis Smith. Shout out to him. Um, great track to open the pod. Love it. Okay, so a couple things I want to talk about in this episode. Um, the first and foremost is going to be the college football conference situation, the, the realignment, um, and then after that we'll dive into a little NBA free agency talk, and then we'll preview kind of what we have. Up coming, um, some pod ideas that I have for the next month or two, and then we will close. Um, college football. Crazy, crazy times here. Recently, it was announced that you know SC and UCLA are going to be joining the Big Ten there in 2024, um, leaving the Pac-12. Makes me sad. I, I, I don't like it. Sure, I, I might sound like a, an old head, you know, like a, like a old school mentality, right, by, by saying this, um, but I don't care. I, I, I don't like it. I think that teams should be playing teams in their area. I, I don't want to see USC travel up to New Jersey to play Rutgers in a conference game. That just makes no sense to me. Um, I, I want to see SC playing Oregon, playing Washington, playing um, – 
those schools that are along the Pacific Coast. The Pac-12, that is what it should be. I want the Big 12 to stay, you know, the, the states of Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, um, you know, the, the, those schools that traditionally are in the same, you know, not traditionally, but are geographically in the same area. SEC, you're going to have all your southeastern states. ACC, you're going to have your, you know, Atlantic coast up and down the coast there. And then you're going to have your Big 12, sorry, not Big 12, your Big 10 that has the, you know, the north and the Midwest and the, the north there. Um, that That is how I feel like it should be. That That's when it was, it, college football was at its peak when you had those rivalries and everything there. I, I, I don't like what's happening, I but I get it. It all comes down to what? Money. You have these TV uh, networks offering insane amounts of money um, to these schools. So I get it. You can't blame the school for wanting to change. Like, for example, SC. I I was listening to uh, the Ryan Russillo podcast, and I believe he said that, you know, they they were going from, they're going to be going from making like 20, 30 mil, you know, a, a year to, I mean, close to maybe a hundred mil or something insane like that, um, and, and these TV rights deals and everything. That, that that's insane to go from that to that um, just by switching conferences. So you can't blame the school. It really comes down to the networks, right? If you want to be mad at somebody, blame them. You're gonna you're having Fox and ESPN kind of going head to head here. I saw something that I read, you know, an article that was saying that this could become a Fox versus ESPN thing, right? The, the conferences could just be Fox, where it's the, you know, the Big Ten and whatever schools they add versus ESPN, which would be the SEC. Um, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's all about that money. Um, it doesn't ha- mean I have to agree with it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Um, I am going to miss these rivalries. I'm going to miss seeing Baylor play Texas, play Oklahoma um, every year. I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that they went to the SEC. Um, and and, and the, another thing here, like, what schools have had a ton of success after switching conferences, right? A&M, yeah, they're getting paid a bunch of money, but they haven't won jack squat, right? They, they haven't won anything, especially in football, right? You've got Nebraska. What have they done? They're still a shit show. They, they, they have not done anything either. And Nebraska, they're, they're a powerhouse, blue-blood college football school, but they're irrelevant you know, in, in, the big, in the Big Ten. At least I think they are. Um, so so I, you haven't really seen these schools that have switched show, you know, show much success on the field. Um, besides the fact that they're getting a lot of money. Now, I, I want to switch this over to, to what these conferences do now that, that, that are losing schools. The Big 12, I think they made a smart decision. They added four schools that I think are very good in quality. They added Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Houston. I love that addition. I loved it when it was announced that that's who we got because – I think that they have, you know, those schools have elevated their programs to be worthy. <laughs> who am I to say, right? You know, but but to be worthy of this type of conference. Um, and so I love it. I love what the Big 12 conferences is, is right now. 
despite the fact that we've lost Texas and Oklahoma, which obviously hurts. What is the Pac-12 going to do now, right? They just lost SC and UCLA, two schools that carry this conference, in addition to, what, Oregon probably, right? What are they going to do? Are they going to go after schools like like maybe a Boise State, right? That's a name that I heard. Um, or they can maybe go basketball powerhouse, maybe throw in Gonzaga, right? Maybe try to add Gonzaga there, maybe go towards the basketball route. Um, and then also, you know, have San Diego State. They're a definite option there as well. Utah. Um, so you have, not Utah, Utah State. Um, Utah's already in there. So, but you, you have these, you know, this conference that is going to have to make a decision. But then you also have a school like Oregon who is going to expect a decision that is going to benefit them. Oregon is such a big school nationwide, right? I think it stemmed from you know the, when they came out with those awesome, crazy uniforms, and that just got everybody just buying into this, this team and, and loving this team. Um, and then they've just grown. And obviously they have what? They, they have Nike. They have Phil Knight, who um, that, that, that alone right there makes them a top commodity. Are, where are they going to go? Are they going to be poached by the Big Ten? Are the Big Ten going to come in and, and, and offer them a, a buttload of money to switch or whatever? Um, so that you, you got to make sure that you keep, you keep Oregon happy to, to stay. And it, one thing that could work, maybe a Big 12, Pac-12 little merger there, right? Um, that would be something that I'd be kind of interested in, maybe make their own super conference. But then you have, what, the ACC? What are they going to do, right? They're kind of left out to dry, maybe. Um, all in all, you know, it's times are changing. I get that. I get the fact that it's never going to be what it once was. And that makes me sad, yes. But at the same time, you know, the, the money is too insane for things to stay, stay the, the same. I really hope that this does not put a, you know, a, the, like these other conferences. Okay, let me back up. I hope that these two powerhouse conferences, the super conferences of the Big Ten and the SEC, right, I hope that the college football playoff does not, like, start excluding teams in the Big 12 or teams in the Pac-12 because these these super conferences that were formed, right? So let's say it comes down to that that fourth position in the college football playoff. Who's going to make that fourth spot? You have, let's say, like a three-loss LSU, right, against maybe like a one-loss or, shoot, maybe even an undefeated, let's just go out Baylor, right? Is this committee going to look at this three-loss LSU team who have had to play this grinding schedule of these you know, big SEC schools, are they going to look at them more favorable than a Baylor team who, you know, quote-unquote, plays in a lesser conference, I hope not. I hope that it stays to where these others, you know, where we're, you know, we're not having just these two conferences run, run everything and, and get all the spots. But does that lead to maybe a possible expansion? Maybe we go eight teams. Maybe we go two per Big Twelve and 
not Big 12, I'm sorry, two per Big 10 and SEC, so that's four. Maybe one from the Big 12, one from the Pac-12, one from the ACC. That gives us, that's four plus three, that gives us seven. And then maybe a, a wild card spot, like an at-large spot um, that fills out the top eight or something along those lines. I don't even know if I like that. That's just something that came to the top of my head just now. Um, but maybe an expansion. Maybe this kind of is leading to that expansion. Or, shoot, maybe it leads the other direction. Maybe the Big Ten and the SEC hold this exclusive championship that the other schools aren't invited to. All in all, I'll wrap this up here. All in all, things are changing. Times are changing. I get that. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Again, it doesn't mean I have to agree with it. But in the end of the day, we're going to have to accept it. And, um, yeah going to be very interesting to see how the next few years pan out. I believe that, you know, uh, some of these, you know, it's not going to happen this year. It's, it's going to be these next few years because I know SC and UCLA are joining in 24, and then um, I believe that's when the Texas and Oklahoma are joining as well. So we'll have to see what happens. But, um, yeah, we'll wrap up there. That That's a little college football talk for you. Would love to actually know y'all's thoughts. You know, let me know. Uh, what you think the best situation, you know, to come out of all this? What what does it look like? Um, is it is it that two super conference and then everybody else is just kind of there, or is it maybe we try to combine a couple conferences to go three super conferences or whatever it is? Let me know. Um, I'd be lo- I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. Um, all right, college football done. A little NBA free agency talk. I don't want to talk about this too much. I, I would love to. Uh, save a lot of this talk for when Walker gets on, but I just had a couple things I wanted to just just say real quick. Um, you know, the, the big story, the big unknown is what's going to happen with Kevin Durant, right? Um, where is he going to end up? You know, it's rumored that the Nets, what are they seeking? They're, they're seeking two all-star quality players and multiple first-round draft picks. That That's what I've heard. Now, that makes sense because what did Rudy Gobert just go for? Rudy Gobert just went for, now sure, these players aren't all-stars, but he went for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, and some other players as well. But those were the two big ones that stood out to me. But then they also went for four first-round draft picks in 23, 25, 27, and 2029, and then a pick swap in 2026. And I believe those first-round draft picks are unprotected, if I remember correctly. That is a haul right there that the Jazz received from from uh, the T-Wolves for Rudy Gobert. Now, what is Kevin Durant worth? Surely you're going to have to give up at least four first rounds, maybe five. And then now they're seeking a couple all-star quality players. But my question is, if you're the team on the other end, wh- why are you making this deal? Okay, so hear me out. Let's... Let's. What is the goal for acquiring Kevin Durant? The goal is because you think that by acquiring him, we are going to be able to make that next step, that next leap towards an NBA Finals, an NBA championship. If you're giving up two all-stars to do this, that you're basically trading two for one. For, yeah, two for one for basically right because you're you are giving up pieces that you want to keep to try to make this 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 push right for for 
Kevin Durant. So I can tr- try to put this in, in an example here. Now, I'm a big Memphis fan, so I'm going to use Memphis. Now, these two players have not made an all-star team yet, but I think that they're projecting towards that level, right? So you have Jaron Jackson and you have Des Bain. Obviously, you're not getting rid of John Morant. He's, he's staying. He's the franchise guy. But you have these other two pieces. I, I would assume that if the, if the Nets were going to tr- call up the Grizzlies and be like, hey, you want Kevin Durant? The Grizzlies are like, hey, what, what, what are you thinking? And the Nets say, we, we want Jaron Jackson, Des Bain, some picks, and whatever other contracts we needed to fill out that, um, you know, to make the money work. What's the point of doing that? Yeah, you're going to have John KD. Is that going to be enough, though? Right? You're giving up Jaron Jackson and Des Bain, two, two centerpieces of this team who I think are trending in that direction to be high-level, potentially all-star level players um, for KD. And plus, you're giving rid, getting rid of the future with these draft picks. Is that worth it? I don't think it is. Now, people, I could probably already see people being like, yeah, you're, you're comparing Jaron Jackson Jr. to Kevin Durant. Are you crazy? Of course you're, you're going to want Kevin Durant in that deal. Like, I get that, but it, it's everything else that comes with it, right? It's just a lot to give up for KD. Now, KD is a hell of a player, right? He is top what, five player in the NBA, absolutely, probably even higher than that, right? I, I, I don't have it listed out, but top player in the league, one of the best scorers of all time, absolute Hall of Famer, NBA champion. So you're getting that, right? But is he going to be, he is shown to make decisions that, you know, in, in the end of the day, he kind of, I, I believe he probably looks back and regrets going to the Warriors. Yeah, he got titles out of it, but... People are saying those weren't his titles. People are saying, you know, he, he went there, chased a ring, chased a couple of rings or whatever, and, um, you know, Steph carried him. It was Steph's team. Went to Brooklyn, you know, thinking, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. Went to Brooklyn. Well, that's that's a mess. That that did not turn out well at all. So, you know, you, you acquire KD. Is he going to be happy? Is he going to want to leave, you know, after a year or two or whatever? Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he ends up. I'm probably thinking he might stay with the Nets, to be honest. Um, but, you know, you've heard teams like Phoenix interested, Miami interested. Shoot, I think I've even heard the Pelicans might be interested. Um, and if they can, you know, put together a package that could get KD and, and if these teams think that, okay, if we get KD, is this going to push us to that next level? Very interested to see where he ends up. I'm pretty... Um, pretty excited to see how that unfolds, and then yeah, and then Kyrie. What's gonna go? What's happening with Kyrie? I don't know. Um, if that decision has any effect on what happens with KD or vice versa. So, um, but I mentioned Rudy Gobert a little bit ago, and the last thing here I want to talk about is what the the T Wolves did there. Um, and the question is, does this move for the Timberwolves? Make them that much closer and, and put them in that title contention. Because when you make a move like this, the end goal has to be finals, right? Has to be winning the championship. And they, they you know, they got rid of a lot of depth and a lot of picks to, to form their own big three with Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, who, they, who just got paid, by the way. Um... Is that team good enough to compete with the Warriors 
to, to get past the Grizzlies, to, to, to get past the Mavericks. Shoot, the Clippers just got John Wall. Now, we don't know what he's going to be like, you know, and, and who knows what Kawhi's doing. But, you know, the, the, the Clippers even, right, are they going to be able to get past these teams? Phoenix, I can't believe I missed Phoenix. Are, is, that, is that move going to get past these teams in the West and make them make the finals? And then on the flip side, you got the Eastern Conference. You know, you got teams getting healthy, you know, and you have uh, teams getting healthy like um, Milwaukee. And then you have the Celtics who looked really good and made the finals. You know, are they going to be able to beat them? I don't think that, you know, you, that this team with Rudy, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, it, it, it puts them on that level that they're going to be like, oh, yes, these guys are title contenders. Absolutely. Because you have... Carl Anthony Towns, who's a great player, who, you know, he, he has so many assets, but I, I don't know. He just has never been that guy where I'm thinking, oh, is top 15 players in the league. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if Cat entered that conversation around there. Anthony Edwards, oh my gosh, I love him. Potential through the roof, but he's so young. He is, he's so young. He, he's not in his prime. You've got to give him three, probably four years before he's able to be the guy. To, to you know, ha- and have those playoff reps to lead this team in, in, in a deep finals, you know, run. And then Rudy Gobert, and arguably his play's been declining, right? Um, great defensively, you know, obviously a great rim protector, but he offers nothing on the other end. So, you know, you, you have some faults and some weaknesses, I think, in these guys. Um, and you gave up a ton of picks for it. And, and, you know, in the end of the day, you know, if, if this team felt like this is the move that they wanted to make, you can't blame them. You know, if they felt like in their hearts that, you know, this is going to put us, you know, that step closer, hey, run with it. You know, who knows what these draft picks are going to turn out to be, you know. And you got you, – you did you did get an all-star quality player in Rudy Gobert um, in it. So really interested to see, interested to see how they do and uh, – and what what goes on in, in Minnesota there? Um, actually, I said this was last thing. So this couple last things here. A um, couple other free agency notes. You know, you had Jalen Brunson um, get that four-year, hundred and ten million dollar deal with the New York Knicks. And I thought that I that I came across that I, I was very interested in, in is that playoffs run with the Mavs. What happens? Luca goes down, right? Luca gets hurt for a few games, goes out for a little while. The Mavs needed Dalen Brunson to step up, and he did. He absolutely did. He was a big reason why they made the Western Conference Finals, um, and ultimately is a big reason why that man just got paid big time with the Knicks, right? I don't think if that if. If Luka doesn't get hurt, I don't know if he got that type of buzz, you know, coming into this free agency, right? Yeah, he's a great player, had a great season, but he was able to shine and he was able to increase his stock significantly to um, allow him to get this kind of money, which is pretty cool, right? Um, good for him. You know, there, there are some questionable tampering allegations out there um, with, uh, with things going on with him and the, and the deal with the Knicks, which is pretty... <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, it, it's pretty blatant that, you know, what was happening, and it's pretty obvious. Um, so hopefully the Mavs can get something out of it, uh, somebody back in that, in that um, whole mess there. 
And then I mentioned it a little bit ago, but John Wall signed a two-year deal worth 13.2 mil with the Clips, you know, but he did get bought out with Houston, so he's still getting paid there. Um, but, you know, the biggest question with this is, what are we going to see from John Wall? You know, he hasn't played a game, an NBA game, since April 23rd of 2021, so it, it's been a while. Um, and then you have Kawhi, who's been out, right? What are the Clippers going to be? Um, Paul George has had his injury, you know, bad luck as well. So if the Clippers can stay healthy and if, you know, some of these players can return to their level that they should be and they are expected to be at, the Clippers could be a very scary team um, going into next year. So that, that's going to be exciting to look out for them as well. Um, and then lastly, you got a couple of players still yet to sign, you know, DeAndre Ayton being the biggest one. Um, we'll, you know, where is he going to go? Um, what's Phoenix going to do there? And then Colin Sexton, I think, is probably the biggest one still yet to sign um, as well. So, all right. I think we're going to wrap that up there. Um, as far as the NBA talk, a couple things to look forward to. I kind of want to maybe preview some things to come. Um, I want to do an, a Formula One uh, podcast soon. And I looked at the calendar, and I believe the summer break is in August. I think the last race is the last weekend of July, and then they take a four-week, three- or four-week break, and then they resume at the end of August. So, yeah, we're going to do a summer break F1 pod. Um, I'm going to just reach out and get whoever wants to join. I I know Walker will definitely be down, might be able to get – um, a couple other buddies to, to join as well. And we could just talk about the season so far, uh, winners, losers, the craziness that's going on right now with Ferrari and um, how they cannot catch a break, it seems like, although they actually just, they did just win. Uh, Leclerc just won, but signs uh, DNF'd. So it, it's, it's crazy. It, it's so entertaining. If you are not into Formula One, I strongly urge you to, to, to A, watch the Drive to Survive. Uh, Netflix series, incredible, got me hooked, got so many people hooked, and then watch a race. Um, it's it's absolute straight entertainment, which is so fun, uh, and I love it. So I want to have a, a F1 pod. Um, what else? Baseball. Um, I want to have a baseball pod coming up here soon, sooner than the F1 one, so probably mid, end of July, um, kind of maybe around the trade deadline. I, I, I really don't start paying attention to baseball post, you know, until post all-star game, uh, you know, kind of between the all-star game and the trade deadline. That's kind of when I start getting my interest peaked again. Um, I do keep up with scores. You know, I, I know where people are at in the standings. Um, but I'd love to sit down with some peeps and talk, talk baseball and just kind of preview, you know, recap what's happened so far and preview the, the rest of the season. Um, so look forward to that. Um, and then Premier League, it's, it's crazy right now. The transfer window is in full force. Um, summer transfer window, you got teams leaving for their, um, their tours, right? You know, Tottenham's going to South Korea. I believe Chelsea and Arsenal are, are here in the States. Um, so you have a lot of travel, you know, a lot of exciting transfers, a lot of, you know, exciting content out there. Um, so, I would love to have a Prem pod, Premier League pod, maybe kind of talk a little, about, a little bit about the end of last year because we weren't able to do that, you know, talk some transfers, talk some summer stuff, and then maybe do a little preview of, you know, of what's to come rest of the summer and then beginning of the season. Uh, definitely no Walker will be down for that. And, hey, maybe we'll get Curtis back on the pod um, and he could talk about that as well. Um, and 
last thing here, last preview. I, I give it so I give it maybe a month or so before, you know before so a month from the start of the NHL season before this podcast becomes just a full on hockey podcast podcast. Um, no, I'm kidding, but really got into hockey towards the end of last year and into the playoffs. Um, saw a few Stars games throughout the year. Uh, watched every single playoff game for the most part that I could. Um, stars and non-stars. And I know my buddies and I, we, we really got into hockey. And um, I hope that we can get some good hockey content, some, maybe some hockey pods out there next year. That, that'd be a lot of fun to be able to talk talk puck, right? Um, and we, we're, I used to love hockey. You know, I, I, I still love hockey. I used to follow hockey a lot more closely than... I have for the past few years. You know, I'm just getting back into it, but some of these guys are new. So it'd be, I think it'd be fun to just to talk, you know, with some newbies and kind of hear their thoughts on, on what's going on and, and, and share some stories or whatever um, from my time following and, and everything. So, um, yeah, look forward to that as well. Um, but that's it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please give me some feedback on this. Um, I... I want to get content out there. I think this allows me to do it um, in a weekly, you know, weekly basis. I um, it's kind of nerve wracking recording by yourself, um, but I, I had fun. I I hope y'all enjoyed the listen, and I hope y'all have a great week. And please, please, please send that feedback. But until next time, have a good one.